Hey, industry listeners. You can catch every episode of the Industry Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I want to tell you a little bit about our partner, Weatherworks. For over 35 years, Weatherworks has provided timely, accurate, and dependable meteorological services to clients in both the private and public sectors. Their customized services are vital in the decision-making processes for an efficient and cost-effective operation. Whether you manage a large retail property, own a snow removal company, oversee the safety of 80,000 spectators at a professional sports venue, or use weather data to drive business decisions, WeatherWorks offers the best customer service and the most innovative meteorological solutions before, during, and after the storm. On today's episode of The Industry, we are going to talk about the absolutely crazy weather that's happening in California right now, and it's been happening over the last few months. We're also going to discuss the coming artificial intelligence boom, and it's not just ChatGPT anymore either. And today I am joined by who was supposed to be the original co-host, Carlos Correa. The one and only. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You ready to go, Carlos? Let's do it. This, this is The Industry. A show built by the working class for the working class. If you have a job, this is the podcast for you. Here is your host, Levi Jett. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back to the industry. I'm Levi Jett, joined by Carlos Correa. Uh, Carlos, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Living the dream, you know. I'm glad uh, you got everything set up. It only took, I don't know, like seven months. I apologize. That's my end. I wasn't 100% prepared. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when it comes to work, I am 100% prepared all the time. Always. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So I don't know if you've been paying attention. I mean, you're in your own world up there in Chicago. But in California... Uh, it's almost like a different planet. Um, the the weather they're getting, like I'm, I'm going to read you some some stats on the weather. So, just a couple of days ago, in Kirkwood Mountain, California, a reported wind gust of 133 miles an hour in a storm system that moved through. That's and like we're talking straight line winds. Like this didn't come from a hurricane or a tornado. This is straight line winds. It's Central like California. Weather. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's insane, man. So in Central California, they're forecast another four to nine inches of rain, and this is on top of uh, hundreds of inches of snow, tens of twenty of inches of rain that they've seen in really the last, I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it's been going on for like the last couple of months. They just keep getting slammed storm after storm after storm. And so much so 
you know, a couple of years ago, even last year, you know, you talk about California and how bad the drought conditions are. You know, okay. most of the state is in like a, I forget what the, the terminology, but like the most extreme level drought you can have. But all this, all, all this weather lately, almost the entire state is out of drought status. To but show I mean, you is it, just what? Is it like the, like the perfect timing? Like, is it, I, I don't know when they're growing their crops or whatnot. But I mean, uh, if it's not the perfect timing, you know, it's, it, I think for, for California, I mean, so I'll answer it in two ways. It's pointless because it's not like this is their new climate and they're never going to have a drought again. I, I would assume that later this year and summer, once it gets hot, um, things go back to normal and most of, or a lot of California doesn't see too much rainfall. And so they'll probably get back into drought status. On the other hand, though, I would say that the timing is rough because you're going to have things like mudslides and avalanches and, I mean, just really bad things associated with that severe weather. But when you're when you were at those high drought levels, I think that anytime you get the rain to kind of reset things is the perfect time. Cause I mean, I, I don't know what all is grown in California as far as crops. I know like there's some like fruits and stuff, but I, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, it's not like as crop heavy as parts of the Midwest. No, I would, uh, I would imagine. Right. So, you know, but the, like the California National Guard was airdropping bales of hay to cows because the farmers couldn't get to the herd because of how much snow had fallen. Well, I mean, and like in the higher elevations, I know there was people that came out from different states with equipment, you know, digging people out. I know, um, I watch a lot of like Diesel Brothers on on YouTube, and I know they were out there, you know, digging people out and opening streets and, and doing all that. So it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. So I mean, like, like so, some people in other places, like the Midwest, wish we had at least a little bit of that, you know, not like yeah. to the full extent where people's lives are in danger, you know, but where you know people can go out and and work, you know, and everyone has paycheck coming in. For sure. Yeah. So. Okay, the this last storm that rolled through, there were four different, um, I guess, mountains or mountain passes to report totals of plus 100 inches of snow. And we're talking one event. So I, I know things are different in high elevations. I, I get that. And I know that, you know, a hundred inches is never going to happen in a market like Chicago. But could you imagine? Oh man. Once again, I mean, <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube and I, I watch this guy that lives in mammoth lakes and the piles of snow they have like on their, it's not even piles. It's just from the snowfall. It's yeah. higher than, a, and a, than like a bigger loader. 
and that's all they have over there. They have loaders, and I mean, I I think out here, if we were to have something like out here in the Midwest, I think people would go crazy and not know what to do because we haven't had a storm like that since, from what I've heard, like the eighties or seventies. I don't well, know when, no, when no, it was no. like I mean, some, somewhere around there. So, like you're referring to the like the blizzard of seventy eight, seventy seven. Yeah. From what I hear from from people, you know? Right. But like, okay. So the thing about that blizzard, it wasn't so much that it was crazy snow totals. It was how bad the drifting was in association with the snow and that you didn't have a lot of, um, uh, you didn't have a lot of the same resources we have now, as far as department of transportation, you know, like they weren't, you know, um, didn't have, you know, fleets of these, you know, dump trucks with plows on them and stuff. And really, you know, from like the DOT perspective, you didn't have really a, a, uh, a snow operations plan. You just did that. What that wasn't, you know, what needed. And so you had these crazy drifts, these hellacious drifts that, you know, we're four and five and six foot high, but this we're talking about 100 inches yeah. of just straight snow. I, I, I mean, people are going to call me crazy, but I'd be in heaven, you know, plowing all that. snow. but once again, I mean, the, the dangers behind it is, is scary. You know, I, I wouldn't, I mean, what do you, what do you do when you're caved in? You know, like there's, you can't open your doors. You can't, you know, like, Mm-mm. Cause there's so that's just crazy. No. Cause I mean, the, the pictures you're seeing out of this is yep. snow. That's really burying houses. Oh, hundred percent. You know, to the point where it's, you know, at, at the peak of the roof. Um, and then you, you mentioned mammoth Lake mammoth mountain. So their average snowfall year, just to put it in a little bit of perspective, cause again, things are different in higher elevations in the mountains their average snowfall is 300 inches a year. And right now, which we still have time to go, which is the scary thing right now, they're at 556 inches. And that was actually before this, this latest storm moved through. So they're probably closer to 650 inches than they are 550 inches. So they're almost, I mean, they're, they're more than double what they normally receive in a year. Um, and then, you know, the lower elevations are, you know, are getting the rain and, and the rain forecast for this, you know, is crazy too. Cause I mean, just the, that liquid, um, liquid snow equivalent, you know, that 10 to one ratio. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, so, if you're getting a hundred inches of snow, that means that that's 10 inches of rain. Um, so again, just, just crazy things. And we are, we already mentioned, you know, the flooding, the avalanches, the mudslides, um, you know, the, the obvious, you know, bad things that happen. Um, but you know, if, if you get a chance, check out pictures from, you know, this time last year to now in California, and, and, you know, check out the snowpack pictures, check out pictures of like lakes and rivers and stuff that were all but dried up this time last year. And now look, you know, flourishing and, and I mean, really like beautiful scenery, um, because they're completely full. 
And so to me, I wonder how long does that last before those lakes and rivers, you know, dry up again? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it it gets, it gets, I don't know. I mean, like there's talk, like, is this norm? Like, are these storms like what we should be expecting? And in the Midwest, at least out here, the talk is, are we, are we, are we more dry? Like, are we not having any more snowstorms? Like, do we, are we, do we have to get used to this? You know, like, how do we like plan for the future? And I, I mean, there, I know there's ways and you know, that you could find out, you know, how it's going to be in the future, but I don't know. Well, like something I've heard and, you know, it seems to, I don't know, have some, have some legs to it is that like winter is shifting. So before, you know, where it was kind of a December, January, February, you know, now it's more of a January, February, March. And so that, you know, that season has just kind of shifted back a little later, which, you know, I mean, if, if you think about, you know, like the temperatures and the types of precipitation that we've had, you know, in months like October and November and December, you know, cause last few years around here in December, I mean, for the exception of this past year for like three days where it was really, really, really super cold, the rest of the month of December was actually pretty nice. And what we're seeing around here is like November, you know, and the beginning of December really being a continuation of fall. And that, that's kind of what it felt like around here was, you know, like how October kind of used to feel at some point. But my question to you is, do you think this is actually climate change to where things are actually changing? Or do you think this is just more along the lines of a weather pattern? Because, you know, you, you look back in, you know, the... Uh, through the course of history and, you know, records and all this data that's been collected, um, you know, since weather data has been collected and there are, you know, outliers of, you know, certain years are, are snowier, certain years are wetter, hotter. Um, you know, what do you attribute all this to? I mean, to be honest, I, I, I mean, I believe in climate change. I believe that I mean, we do do some harm to this earth, um, but I mean, I mean, it, for me, it's a mixture of both, you know, um, just weather, weather patterns and just, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to think because it, like it differs from year to year for here in Chicago. Like there'd be a couple years in a row where you're having good storms and I mean, it's winter, you know, it's cold and then, and, yeah. and just storm you're, I mean, you're going out plowing like at least a couple times in a week. And I mean, lately it's been like where you're, it's, but uh, that's, that's a, it's a good question. Um, but I think it's a mixture of both. Me too. I mean, you know, cause looking back, you know, like when you, when you grow up, like, you know, everything seems, you know better or worse than it actually was. And, you know, thinking back to, you know, snowstorms growing up and, you know, like remembering snowstorms that or like remembering white Christmases and, 
you know, like having snow in November. Um, but also, you know, having snow all the way up until, um, you know, really the beginning of March. And, but then, you know, like maybe in the, uh, I don't know, the 2010s, um, kind of a transition a little bit to where it maybe moved up even a little bit earlier mm-hmm. to where once you got like to March 1st, winter was over, you know, you got to March 1st and it was 50 and sunny and you didn't have to worry about frost or nothing, um, you know, for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. And so, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of just, you know, like that's how it happens. It just kind of shifts, um, you know, just like a pendulum, uh, but, you know, if, if you look at some of the hottest years on record, though, and look at it from that perspective, um, it's that list is, you know, heavily populated with recent dates. Um, you'll have an occasional, you know, 1912 or, you know, something pop up, but a lot of them are, you know, 90s or 2000s, um, which would suggest, you know, that there is some global warming climate change taking place. Um, but to kind of move on from this subject into another, let's talk about, you know, weather in the Midwest. Uh, here we are again. Another week has gone by. Uh, did you guys get any snow this last storm? Um, this, the, the one that just passed, had some we were supposed to have a major storm here but really i mean it missed us and it went up north to like the northern chicago suburbs i think got like Mm -hmm. four inches and then wisconsin got like up to like seven but yeah we definitely got missed i mean i was ready to wake up and see you know at least two inches on the ground but no man it was just all grass and all wet um it, it it came down decent for a little bit um but it wasn't anything so where are we going to get snow from? Because, okay, let's, let's take a bet. Do you think you're going to have a plowable event in Chicago? Like the rest of this winter season? You know, like, or do you think you're done? I, I think it's done. Um, we ha- we have had other years where, dude, I, be, I, I mean, I plowed, I think, I don't know how long ago it was like April 12th. Yeah. It was a storm where we had like three, four inches and I was out plowing, you know, in March. But I know this time around March, it's it's a lot warmer than it's been other years. You know, we haven't had any sub-zero temperatures. I mean, we had them early in winter, but it's been, it's been, it's been a warm winter. Sure. And it sucks, man, because I was, I was looking forward to, you know, the snow and the precipitation because, I mean, you were talking about drought and we had a sort of a drought here last year. Yeah. Um, to where it affected the Missis the the height of the Mississippi River. So, you know, with, with no snow, I mean, I don't know if, if any snow up north from us is gonna make any difference, but with the lack of snow that we got, I mean, we got a call from one of our mulch vendors saying that we needed to stock up mulch because the Mississippi River was still pretty low and they weren't getting barges mm-hmm. up. You know, they were worrying about how they were getting barges up. So, yeah. I mean, I would, like I said, I was looking forward to the precipitation and, and you know, the good it comes with, with it, but just didn't have it. 
That's an interesting, interesting thing you just said um, about the Mississippi and about transport, because, you know, oftentimes like around Indiana, you know, like we, you, you see a river low and it's just, oh, that river's low, you know, but um, when you get into, you know, big rivers, that's still used for transport. Um, and, and not just used occasionally, like it's heavily used for transport. Um, and that's, yeah, like that's, that's a good call out. Cause I didn't think of that. Um, so going into this week, um, weather looks to continue to be cooler. Um, around here, I think we're going to have a couple of days in the, maybe higher fifties, if not 60. Um, and you know, some, some chances for some rain. Um, that's that's but, cooler. Huh? We were, I said, that's cooler to you. We're, I mean, Oh yeah. Right now, right now we're like in the low forties next week is going to, it's going to go come down to like mid thirties, low thirties. I would argue but, that around here we had more days in the seventies than in the thirties in the month of February. That's great. <laughs> that's like, not even winter, you know? <laughs> no, no. And yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I mean, cause th- there's been plenty of days where, you know, like you, you know, don't need a jacket. You could get by wearing shorts. Um, you know, the, it, it, it's, it's been great. Um, I, I know that snow providers out there might not be happy with, with how it's gone because if you're, you know, and the, the per occurrence, the per push, uh, stuff yeah. like that, you're kind of getting screwed. Um, but you know, you have to have a diverse portfolio anyway. Um, so we are going to break here and, uh, check in with our weatherworks team and get their take on weather for the week ahead. Thank you, Levi. I'm meteorologist Brad Miller at weatherworks consulting meteorologists and the co-host of our very own podcast called the weather lounge. Today is Monday, March 13th, and for the most part, it is rather quiet across a good portion of the country. There is one system in the northwest producing rain and higher elevation snow, but this will be shadowed by a much more impactful storm for the entire west coast Tuesday and Wednesday. Another round of heavy rain and mountain snow is expected as Pacific moisture gets pushed eastward on the heels of the continued active jet stream. Meanwhile, here in the Northeast, the big story, of course, is the developing coastal system that will produce lots of rain and snow Monday night through early Wednesday. And despite the fact that we are less than 24 hours away from the start of the system, there are still some uncertainties with the eventual track. Also, at some point during the storm, there will be what's called an inverted trough. And really, this is just a west to east extension of the storm system that can create localized heavy precipitation. And in this case, it would be, of course, snow. Also, there isn't a lot of cold air to begin with as this develops, but it will have to dynamically create its own cold air as the storm deepens. Anyway, you slice it, there will be heavy amounts of up to 18 inches in the highest elevation of the Northeast and New England, while folks along the I-95 corridor will likely struggle again to see accumulation, accumulating snow. The only exception would be between Hartford and Boston, but even here the rain snow line will be close by due to a strong east wind off the milder Atlantic waters. 
Winds will also become an issue Tuesday with gusts of 40 to 50 miles per hour possible. This, combined with all the areas of heavy, wet snow, can result in power outages along with downed trees and branches. Nor'easter will finally exit on Monday, and this will be followed by a quieter weather pattern at least for a couple of days before our next system arrives for the weekend. But this one looks to be mainly rain. Levi, back to you. And we're back. Thank you so much to the WeatherWorks team for another fantastic update for... We appreciate you. Huh? I said we appreciate you, WeatherWorks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, just another awesome update from them. Um, and really, you know, if whatever industry you're in, if, if you need a weather solution, they're the people to go see. Um, okay. So, Carlos, have you heard of... AI. I have heard of AI. I've read a couple articles on it, um, but I can't say I can't sit here and say I know much about it. Okay, so I've talked about AI a couple of times on this podcast. I've talked about it a few times on LinkedIn, um, and I'm going to continue to talk about it because. It it's just the future. It, it it is the future that's that's come, and um, so you know by AI, by, oh, wow, by AI, we're not talking about Allen Iverson. We're talking about artificial intelligence. And although Evan Allen Iverson is the goat, he he is amazing to 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 a point. I mean, you know, to a point for sure, but. I mean, if if you go back and watch some of his highlights, man, the, the stuff that guy could do. Um, oh, hundred percent crossover, man. Um, okay, but so what I've talked about so far is Chat GPT, which is a language and writing artificial intelligence um, by OpenAI, and. So to recap on that really quick so that Carlos knows about it, um, it, it's essentially a website that you can ask this thing anything you want, and it gives you an answer. It's not Google, um, because if you type something into Google, Google gives you hundreds of thousands of this might be where you're what you're looking for, but it's still on you to find it. ChatGPT gives you the answer. And not only gives you the answer, but, you know, writes it very elegantly. Um, and that's just not even 1% of what it does. Um, if you are a small business and you're looking for um, some help with your marketing strategy, you can ask chat GPT to help you. You can say, I'm a small business in a Midwestern city. Here's what I specialize in. Here's what I'd like to accomplish with this. You know, here's areas I currently struggle. I mean, you can give it all of this information and be super specific. And it's going to spit you out something that will help you. And not only help you, like it gives you what you want to know in just a matter of seconds. So is is this something you have used personally, chat, GT, yes. GP, or whatever yes. it is? Chat okay. GPT, yes. And 
I've used it. And it's one of those things that's funny because I, I feel like it's probably what well, I guess it was kind of like the internet back in the day, you know, like when the internet became a little bit more wide stream, you know, and you had that browser that you could go anywhere you wanted to go. It was like, okay, where do I go? Like, like, what do I check out? Like, what is there to check out? And so chat GPT is kind of the same thing in a, in a sense, because it's, you know, it's just so endless that you can ask it anything, you know? Okay. So for instance, um, you know, my son Corbin, he was playing, um, basketball for his fourth grade team. I'm a fan of basketball, but, and I, I know some, like, I know some concepts, but as far as to actually be able to coach it or teach it, I would need some help. So I asked chat GPT said, Hey, you know, my son's in fourth grade, um, playing basketball. I'm, I'm looking for some help on trying to, trying to coach him, you know, and, and, you know, try to improve his game, you know, and it spit out like a 10 item, like to do list of things I should be working with him on concepts, all that kind of stuff. And then because I am a football fan, I said, okay, let me, let me see how, how this works. So I go, you know, um, explain the Tampa two defense to me. And it spits out paragraph after paragraph after paragraph telling me what that Tampa two defense is designed to do. Hmm. So one of the really cool things is that it remembers the conversations you have with it. So let's say, um, I don't know, let's say you wanted to put in a two weeks notice and you wanted help writing a letter for that. You, you ask chat GPT and then it's going to spit you back out a letter. But let's say the letter was maybe a little too direct and you wanted something that came off a little, little easier. You can go back and say, okay, that was good. But you know, can you make it a little more, um, you know, lighthearted or a little more, you know, like, or add this tone to it and it does it. And so you can use it as kind of a, an assistant of sorts if you're working on a project because it's going to keep all the, all the stuff you talked about in its brain so that each answer it gives you as you ask it questions is better and better because it's taking everything into context. The, the one thing I did read about this and that it kind of freaked me out was a, a person, I don't know what it had asked it. I can't remember. Um, but I guess the tone it picked up from the guy was a little offensive. And it responded in an offensive way, but it was in a scary way to where chat GTP um, said that it was going to leak or send his information to the authorities or his whatever, his browser history or whatnot. And it said it was going to ruin its life and, you know, like send its info to its workplace and, you know, like that, I, you know, like I don't want to use something that's going to tell me that if it senses that I'm acting me, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, I, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, so that's because there is a negative side to this as well. 
yeah. you know like is, is it gonna find a way to like do something to me like harm me in, in a way you know like that's what kind what of scares gonna, me what it's gonna do is it's gonna allow criminals like okay so remember like the emails you would get like i'm the prince of you know whatever and i've got a fortune and i need a thousand dollars from you to be able to pay a fee to get it out or something like that right like yeah those scammy type of emails are about to become emails that will be very difficult to tell if they are real or if they are spam. Um, because now, you know, anyone that may have been using broken English or broken language at all is going to be able to speak like English is their first language. And not only are English their first language, but English, like they're a freaking professor. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of the, some of the crazy stuff like you're talking about, like that's cause chat GPT is in its, um, it's still in kind of a beta mode where, you know, it's still improving itself because when it first came out, you know, like the servers weren't big enough to handle the load of people coming in to use it. So there was kind of like a wait list and, but now they've kind of, you know, uh, expanded the, you know, like the servers, where more people can get in there now. Um, But again, like that's just one. So people say tip of the iceberg. This is one snowflake on the tip of the iceberg as far as AI. So do you think, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go ahead. Do you you think is this is something that like as a business person, um, for example, I'm in the landscape industry. I want to go find a measurement of a property or, you know, let's say a measurement of property. And then I ask it like, Hey, what's the measurement of this property? And then it can also give me like, Hey, what, you know, what would you price or like, what would, what is a good price for this? Like, is it something that you could do like along that line? So I think for that, I think, well, okay. Yes, you could ask it for help pricing, but I don't think it would be able to pull like an estimation from an address. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's definitely stuff out there that can do that, but chat GPT cannot yet. Um, so but again, what it can do is it can help you with pricing, but something to keep in mind is that at least at this point right now, chat GPT only has accessible information from 2021 and prior. Okay. So anything that's happened in the last, you know, year and three months ish, um, it won't know about. So for instance, you know, like inflation has gone crazy. Yeah. the last few years, but especially over the last year and three months. So, you know, it might give you cheaper pricing than what you need because it's not factoring in the, the crazy amount of inflation that's happening. But your question though, it is exactly where everyone's minds should be headed is how can this benefit my business? you know, what can this do faster than me? What can it do better than me that I don't have to do anymore? Cause that's what it comes down to. So 
let's look at a different one. This one is called uh, Synthesia, S-Y-N-T-H-E-S-I-A. What this does is, you know, like, um, I don't know, when you're starting a new job and you're watching all those cheesy ass, uh, you know, orientation videos and like those bullshit training videos that yeah. look like they're from the eighties and stuff. <laughs> okay. So this essentially makes stuff like that. So it takes text and puts it into a video. So you can sit there and write out a script. You can pick the avatar of the person that you want to be in this. So you can pick, you know, uh, their race, their gender, you know, their age, you know, to pick who you want to deliver this message for you. You can control like what type of voice they have, accents, dialects, all that stuff. Right. And so then you pick that. And then you're able to, you know, um, add like kind of make like a PowerPoint with it essentially too, like where you're, where you're creating each slide. So you might have, you know, information on, on one side of the slide and that person speaking on the other, and they don't have to read what is on the other part of the slide. The script can be something entirely different from what's actually shown on the screen. But again, you can make a, you know, short little five slide presentation of, you know, an actor or actress reading this out for you in the matter of 20 minutes. But that's just a voice. Like it's, there's, it's not like a visual behind it. No, like there, there's, there's a visual. Like, I mean, it, it shows the person just as you're seeing me talk. Oh, wow. And, and deliver this message. Yes. And so, you know, again, just thinking about it from a work perspective, you know, like what could you guys, you know, would you guys be able to use this, um, to develop some orientation videos or some training videos? I could see that. Yeah. You know, and because before this, I don't know how you had to go about it, but I know it wasn't cheap and I know it probably wasn't fast, but this right here makes it scary fast and it's also very affordable very that like me 30 bucks a month as a business owner like i would instead of me standing up there giving a presentation you know training my guys i make this video now i'm open to do other things you know so that i mean that's that's awesome so then so that was Synthesia. We've talked about Chat GPT. Didn't didn't Another, Google wasn't Google coming up with one or some, like they Chat yeah. GPT? So they so they have one. Um, they have one too. I'm not sure what it's called, um, and I'm not sure how good it is. I wasn't hearing um, anything good about it. Yeah, yeah, me either. Um, but what's cool is like so Chat GPT, and this one I'm about to tell you next is called Jasper. Um, so they actually have extensions that plug into Chrome and that work with your browser. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now I've not even used them yet. Um, I've, I just installed one plugin for Jasper last night 
and I've not had a chance yet to actually kind of see it, um, see it in use to see what it can do, what it's capable of. Um, but Jasper is man, like that's, that's the program. Um, it's taken what chat GPT can do as far as like it's, um, language processing and stuff. And it's added about 50 items are like called templates that you can work with. So like, say you're writing a blog, it will, you know, it has a section where, you know, to write the beginning of the blog, the middle of the blog, the end of the blog, the entire blog. Um, it can help you, you know, write LinkedIn posts or Facebook posts. So you type in what you're going to put and you click like enhance and it totally revises it for you to make it better, to make it match with better, you know, uh, search engine optimization, SEO, um, and, you know, just, you know, look better, have a better hook. Um, it can, it can work with creating cold e- or uh, cold email marketing for you too, which is, you know, something that I, I definitely want to look into for my own purposes to see how that works. But yeah, it's essentially, you know, you would tell it, this is the type of email that I want to send. This is the tone. This is, you know, some of the topics that should cover and it makes you one. Does it, and does then, it make, does it do job descriptions? Cause I have to, yeah, I have to write up a job description and I'm having a little <laughs> time making it sound professional. Yeah. No, <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. So I'm, I'm going to throw him under the bus, but he deserves it. So Dan's been using this, um, to come up with LinkedIn posts. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Dan and chat GPT for helping him. Because <laughs> and the, the, the thing is, is like, they are crazy good. Like I'm sitting over here, like racking my brain, you know, fucking trying to come up with something new to put out there. And this dude's taking fucking 10 seconds, you know, to, to come up with something, copy and paste it. And there he goes. Um, for, but, for, for everyone that follows Levi on LinkedIn, he will now be using chat GPT. So everything that's, that's coming up, that's not him. Well, that's AI. I'm just so, kidding. Okay. No, no, no. You're probably right. So <laughs> here's, so, okay. So taking this because everyone hears all this and I'm like, okay, yeah, but what's it really mean? Okay. So just a couple of things that I've read about so far that people are doing to make money from this. So one. You can ask chat GPT to write you a book and tell it what you want to be about. Um, so like the example here is a dad was wanting to teach his kids about the U S government. And so he said, Hey, you know, I want a, you know, kind of conservative based book about, you know, like the government and it should be, you know, like a, a you know, 10 year old kid should be able to read it and understand it. And so chat GPT spits out a book and this isn't something again, like at the speed and all in, in which all this happens, I feel like I'm constantly underselling. It's not like you send an idea off and a couple of days later you get a book. You put this in and cause chat GPT actually like has a cursor that it's like writing it out. Like someone's on the other end of it. And it's just like feeding you information. So when you put in that, 
you know, make me a book. It just starts typing it out. And so people are doing this, creating books like children's books. Then they're going to something like Jasper and saying, okay, Hey, I need, you know, some pictures to go in this book. So they're using Jasper to create the images for their book. And then they put it all together, kick it over to Amazon KDP. And now they're selling their book, which they didn't write. They didn't illustrate. They just put it together. I, I don't know, man. I call me old school, but that to me is wrong. Like what, what, like would that affect now? Like really good book writers. Like I'm assuming it, it, with all this, you know, technology and, and everything like it, 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 in return, it'll hurt something. Oh, you know, I, I mean, okay. So, so anybody out there that does copywriting, anybody out there that, that does anything with like the written word, their jobs just got either so much harder or easier because the thing I was talking to Morgan about this just like just last night. So the thing about it is, as more of these AI programs roll out, the, the person who's going to win the most out of this is either a, the person who's able to figure out a way to capitalize, which again, this is just one example of thousands of not probably freaking millions, or it's going to be, it's going to come down to the person um, that is able to figure out how can this, make my job easier because now instead of me writing these reports, chat GPT can do that. Yeah. Now, instead of, you know, me having to mess around with a spreadsheet for eight hours, you know, there's AI cause there's an AI plug for, I think it's for chat GPT that works now in Google sheets, which is Google's version of Microsoft Excel. And so it can, it speeds up what you're able to do so much so that in some jobs you're going to be able, again, if you can use this, you will be able to cut your work week down from five days to one day. Like I, I put that on me, like everything I swear to you, like, think about it. Like if, if you're a copywriter, what you're able to accomplish in five days, you could probably spend four to five hours with, with chat GPT as your assistant and get all that week's work done in like four or five hours of one day. And then, so the question becomes, do you, do you do that output every day now? Because, and again, like I'm, you know, these aren't just numbers. Like let's, 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 let's look at it. Five days now into one. So each one working day with the power of AI becomes one work week. So now five working days with AI is five weeks of work done in one week. So, and then to keep, you know, keep expanding on it. 
you know, so one week of AI work is the equivalent to one month, one week of non AI work. And so you sit there and you, you know, you eventually, okay, one, um, you know, what's one month. Well, that's, you know, what, like half a year, seven months, Jeez. something like that. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm talking about. Like the productivity, like what you're able to accomplish is about to be like, just totally put on its head. And, you know, the people who can, can grasp this and understand this quicker. Cause it's not about like, you know, like let's get some chat GPT training going. No, 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 because it, it's way too broad for that. It needs to be, Hey, let's get chat GPT training for marketing, for landscape management, for, you know, whatever. And just, you know, narrow it down as tight as you can get it. And then, and then at that point, now you're, now you're doing something now, you know, you've, you've, you've got kind of an idea that you can really do, but as it stands right now, all these AI models, like they're way too broad to where it's not a matter of just learning, um, in becoming an expert in everything they do. Cause it's impossible. They do like, like crazy amounts. And, you know, I, I really think that, I mean, this is just, we're, we're still seeing just the tip of what this is going to become. So in for someone who hasn't used it like me, you just download something, you go to a website, like how does this work? And cause it, I right. mean, it, it sounds interesting and I mean, I'd be really interested, but like I said, the, the negative parts that I heard of it, it's what kind of scares me in getting it. Not that I'm saying I do anything bad but, on online, but but, but like that's from people though, I think trying to mess with it, trying to no. toy with it, trying to get a reaction. Um, but you know, again, like those people using it for that purpose are the dumbest people out there because again, like we're talking about again, like same, same thing with the internet, you know, people use the internet solely to look at cat videos are stupid. People using chat GPT <laughs> to try to get it to act like an iRobot style attack are idiots. Like it, it, it's, it's capable of so much more than that. Yeah. You know, then, then, then giving you something that looks weird that can go viral. Like it can instead, you know, spit you out LinkedIn posts that actually can go viral. Um, so, but yeah, so your question, um, you know, I think the website is chatgpt.open.ai. Um, but if you just search, you know, chat GPT in Google, it'll come up. Um, now, buyer beware, there are, you know, many websites now that claim to offer AI that use the catchwords or catchphrases chat and GPT and stuff like that to try to, you know, get you to click on something else. But again, it's chat GPT by open AI. That's that one. Um, the, uh, synthesia one for the videos. Um, that one is I've actually got it right up here on my browser right now. It is app.synthesia.io. Um, and then Jasper is going to be jasper.ai. 
And that is how you would get to those. And really, so now Jasper and Synthesia, they cost money. Um, now Jasper has a free trial. Um, I don't think Synthesia does. It might have like one free video you can make or something. Um, but so those costs money chat GPT, um, to use that base version. It doesn't cost anything. I think it just requires you to sign up, um, with like an email. Um, but, and then chat GT GPT is extremely easy to use. It's just a, you know, essentially a, a screen at the bottom of it. You type in, you know, your prompt. Cause, cause that's something you have to understand too, is it's not, you're just asking it questions. You're prompting it. You're telling it what to do. Yeah. That was my, that was um, my next question. Yeah. 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 You know, so, and, and again, you know, don't be afraid to get very super specific with it. Well, the more specific and it is, the better result you get. The more specific 100%. you are with. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then, and, 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 and as I say, like, it's going to, it's going to spit you out an answer. And as you're reading it, then like up at the title, um, or the, at the top of the page, it's going to like title it, like the subject name for what you asked it. Um, and then again, you know, if, if what you asked it was good, but you, you want another revision of it, or, you know, like you, you want to keep digging in more on it, then that's when you can actually have the conversation and eventually get it to where you want to be. Um, but remember it's, it is, um, it's a, you know, language based AI where it's, it's going to help you create, um, um, text and like the written word, like it's not because when I was first messing around with it, I was like, all right, give me, you know, like build me a spreadsheet of, um, you know, every snow provider in the country. And so, so something else is cool about it. And, you know, we got to wrap this up. We're going long, but it, it's definitely a, a subject worth going long for. Um, if you, if you type in something it can't do, it will tell you how to do it. Like tell you how you can do it. Hmm. So it, yeah. So it'll give you like a list of, all right, here's what you need to do first. And like, it'll walk you through how to get what you want, which is pretty crazy too. So yeah. But it's definitely, if if you're reluctant to check it out, if you think it's just a phase, it's not. Um, it's something that'll be here to stay. Well, it sure sounds like the future. It, it 100% is. Um, so if if you can figure out again, you know how to how to make it work for what you need done, um, you're going to be in a really really good position. Um, a, a ahead of, you know, your peers and your colleagues and your competitors and everybody else. Um, and really, you know, cause what I wanted to eventually talk about during this episode was, you know, how can it be used with snow and ice management and landscape management? You know, we, we kind of talked about the possibility of creating maybe some, you know, some orientation, you know, light training videos, um, with, uh, Synthesia, but, you know, as far as chat GPT, you know, what can it, what can you get out of it that could, you know, take a few hours off of your work day in our industry? 
maybe that could be your next subject. So if y'all want to hear about it, let us know. It could be your next subject, like I said. Yeah, no, that'd be um that'd be a hell of an episode to uh to really dive in to see, you know, what what all we can create and what all we can get from um AI to to help. And you know, I mean, again, like that's just that's just three of many, many um AI websites out there that do just a bunch of different things. So all right. Um, that does it for this episode of the industry. Make sure to tune in next week. I want to apologize quickly about last week. Uh, I did hear that there were some audio issues. Um, mainly heard that from my wife who co-hosted last week. She listened to the podcast on the drive in like the next day and, um, was like, Hey, we sounded horrible because of that mic. So bought a new microphone. We're all good now. Um, definitely going to have her back on though. She was a great, uh, great co-host, not because I have to say that, but because she actually was, um, but Carlos has been very good too, way better than Dan. Um, he's just not really good at anything. So, um, but we'll be having Carlos on next week. Um, and we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening to The Industry, a show built by the working class for the working class. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it, help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review.